0: Hey everybody, it's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, July 29th, 2012. Billy fired Phyllis this week. Surely she could not have been surprised. (laughs) It was coming from a mile away. Billy, I think, had to make this decision. He was working on the style TV show for months and months, and at the last minute, The TV executives decided that they weren't going to run the pilot. They weren't going to go ahead with the TV show when the editor-in-chief is under major criminal suspicion here. So, Billy, in I think a kind of brilliant way, decided to flip the script... And fire Phyllis and make her the attention of the pilot and write, you know, huge exposes on everything that she's done. And I think, honestly, that is the most interesting part of the storyline. I was glad to get a little bit of a break from Phyllis's trial or the criminal issues this week. It's just been too much, too many courtrooms and too much drama that is has been done before. I guess that's mostly sums up how I feel. I think that the most interesting part of this, and the most, the getting the most justice on Phyllis, is writing this article about her. This is what I love to see. She's done it to everyone in Genoa City for years, And now it's all being turned on her. Billy is going to be splattering all of her dirty details in black and white, all over the pages of Restless Style, all over TV screens everywhere, all over internet screens everywhere. And Phyllis was, of course, crushed that she lost her job, but what really got to her, probably even more than the trial, was the fact that these articles were going to start coming out and that she feels that she can't, defend herself. She has the, the the criminal trial going on right now, so her lawyer Avery is advising her not to speak out, and she wants to. She wants to tell her side of the story. She's a journalist. She wants to tell her side of the story, and she's being suppressed. I can't imagine how long that's going to last <laughs> before she starts spouting her mouth off and saying what she needs to say, but for now, she's keeping quiet, and she's hurt. She's very hurt by the fact that her own her, her own boss, her own, the company she's worked for is now turning on her, and even more upset <laughs> about the whole thing was Nick. Nick's going through some issues. You kind of got to feel sorry for the guy because he thought his life was going just fine. Everything with you know his marriage and his family was starting to get right on track. Phyllis and he have only been married for a couple of weeks now. And all of a sudden, he realizes that his wife is now being uh, under suspicion for a hit and run, an attempted murder charge. And not only that, but once again, he's going to have to defend his family against restless style of onslaught of accusations and gossip. And Nick is at the end of his rope. I think that he wanted to leave Phyllis last week. His first reaction was, I can't deal with this anymore. I gotta get out. And now he's decided that he's gonna support Phyllis. And that means fighting for her. When she's weak, he wants to fight for her. So he goes straight to restless style, doesn't ask any questions, doesn't take any names, hauls off and hits Billy right in the face, just punches him, wham, 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 (laughs) so good, like that's, the interesting part to me, any time anybody gets hit or punched, that's, that's noteworthy. <laughs> like, you could sit, have scenes of people sitting in courtrooms all day long, and in that stupid questioning room at the police office or at the police station all day long. Don't care. A split second of somebody getting punched in the face is... It, outshines all of that ten times, a hundred times. So it was it was funny to see Nick punching Billy, but at the same time, come on, man. Billy isn't the one that caused the problem. This is Phyllis's problem, and they're not doing anything to Phyllis that she wouldn't have done to them. So I think <laughs> Nick Needed to back off. Of course, Nick has never really been known for his subtle tactics. He has used brute force more than once in his lifetime. And it had major entertainment value for us. On the other hand, though, I can see the opposite side. Because Billy (laughs) has decided that... Okay, Nick punched me, nothing I can do about that, but I do have a source of retaliation because after the whole punch happened, one of the camera crew guys or tech guys came to Billy to let him know that the entire office is wired with video. So uh, that whole confrontation was caught on tape. And it's just too juicy. It's just too juicy to not do anything with it. Billy immediately wants to publish it. Put it all out there. It makes, first of all, it's sensational. But second of all, it makes Phyllis look more guilty that Nick felt like he had to go out there and be her bodyguard for all of this stuff that's going on. It just makes them look more guilty. But the one thing standing in the way of Billy just putting this information out onto the internet and everywhere was Victoria. She was the last line of defense, and Billy, out of respect for his wife, wanted to ask her if he could use this footage um, and and as part of his article. And Victoria, of course, was ticked off to learn that her brother punched her husband in the face, but I was kind of surprised that Victoria was okay with Billy using the footage. I just think that Victoria and everyone in the Newman family has spent so much time defending themselves against restless style attacks, and now Victoria is knowingly going to exploit her family for a TV show. It just doesn't seem in, in character. The, Billy and Victoria have even just recently gone, gone, gone kind of head-to-head uh, talking about how she doesn't want Billy to publish articles about her family, and now all of a sudden she just caves in on that? Victoria has become a Billy bot. <laughs> she really has. He's, she's of his mind. Like, he's gotten into her mind and she now, I think, just does what he says. I think she goes along with what he says. I'm not sure that they have a se- two separate brains at this point. I think Billy and Victoria are thinking as one unit <laughs> at this point. So, I don't know. I thought that that was very shocking that she decided to let him go ahead and run with this whole Phyllis story because like, it. The videotape between Nick and Billy really kind of wasn't about Phyllis. I mean, it was, but it also wasn't. It wasn't integral to the story. It was sensational, but Billy could have left it out. Still had plenty of juice to go with. I'm surprised that Victoria didn't think about how... It's, it's about Nick. It's about her relationship with her brother. Why would she do that to her brother? Why would she do that to her brother's kids? You know, she's an aunt, to summer and and even and faith to an extent too. Why would you knowingly allow this drama in the family? I mean, it's good for us, <laughs> but still, I thought, well, what the heck? And Nick confronted Victoria about it and said, you know, what's up with this? Why are you letting this happen? Your husband is out of control, and Victoria proceeded to have this argument back to Nick, basically saying. Phyllis has done this to everyone else, so why can't we do it to her? Which I totally get that logic. I, I, that makes sense to me. But you weren't complaining when Phyllis's stories were helping sell your husband's magazines. You weren't complaining when it helped his bottom line, bringing in cash to your family. So I I, I don't know. Maybe I, I I just am a little bit. I'm just a little bit surprised at Victoria. And Nick went as far as to accuse Victoria of having some issues with Phyllis still about Lucy. And then maybe that that's why Victoria was giving Billy the okay to do this. Because again, Victoria was the last line of defense on this. If she would have put her foot down, I think things would have been differently. I don't think Billy would be doing this. I think that Victoria is the one that gave him the green light and so he's he's going for it but is it entirely outside of the realm of possibility that Victoria might still be holding on to some bitterness toward Phyllis about Lucy? I ask you. I leave you with that. I think that that might very well be the case. But it's beside the point. I don't even care because I really, really like where this is going. Um, It was a nice break from the courtroom scenes or the court jail scenes. um, Although it wasn't an entire break from it. This week, Brett Butler showed back up on the show. I don't know the character's name. It was Dr. Reed's, the super of Dr. Reed's building. And she showed up at the police station to corroborate uh, the story that, uh, like, Ricky was there with uh, visiting Dr. Reed. And also, she was able to positively identify Phyllis as having been at Dr. Reed's apartment. And she went on about how mean Phyllis was, and that she was, you know, out. She was out. She, she was venomous, or everything, you know, she made Phyllis out, sound to be, you know, out to be really, really bad. And of course, it Chris Chris latched onto this and realized that this really doesn't have anything to do with Ricky. Doctor Reed has disappeared, and Phyllis probably had something to do with it. Like if anything has gone going wrong in Genoa City, Chris is ready to jump on Phyllis about it. I, I I don't blame her, but all of a sudden it sort of developed into this did Phyllis murder Dr. Reed thing. Ronan actually went to question Phyllis about it, which again, Ronan, why are you paying so much attention to Phyllis and not attention to Paul? we'll talk about that later but he goes to Phyllis and just straight up asks her, uh, did you kill Dr. Reed? (laughs) and Phyllis smacks him doesn't even take a minute to consider, her reaction is screw you, smack (laughs) when Ronan has been like the one person who's helping her out from the inside Ronan is on the surface being there for her a little bit more than Michael is but she just took major offense to that like which she always does whether she's done something or not she acts offended when somebody calls her on it you know, if, you can accuse her of running over Paul and Christine with her car but the Dr. Reed thing she's so offended but I it's kind of becoming ridiculous. Phyllis got called in, called into the station to answer questions about what happened with Dr. Reed. And of course, Chris is there the entire time poking and prodding. Chris really doesn't even have any place being in the questioning room, but she's there anyway, clearly with a vendetta. And I don't think, Chris is wrong. I really don't. Uh, Phyllis has done her wrong. Phyllis tried to kill her. Come on. I don't know how anybody could overlook that. Phyllis tried to kill Chris. So I can understand where she's coming from, but I also just in general think that Chris needs to be focusing more on Paul. That's the aspect of this that bothers me. Like, Chris... I I get that you want to focus on Phyllis's case, but Paul's sitting there in jail, rotting, and and you're not really doing anything to help him. How much longer is Paul going to be in that orange jumpsuit? How much longer is, are we going to drag this out, are we going to drag it out for another nine months, like the Diane Jenkins murder? Uh, 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 Like, let's just get on it. Let's find the knife. Let's recover Eden's memory and get on with it. It's over. It's over. Paul doesn't need to be sitting in jail. It's just wasting time. And Heather is actually starting to come out of her shell a little bit and fight for her father because certainly no one else is. And Heather even encouraged Paul this week to just fire Chris. She's too focused on Phyllis. She's not focused on you. I agree. I think Chris being emotionally attached to all of these situations is hurting more than it's helping. So fire Chris. Get somebody else, an independent lawyer who can actually look at the facts, who can put on some pressure. Chris hasn't done that at all for him. And it, it needs to happen. And I was pretty impressed with with Heather this week actually standing up for Paul and against Christine and trying to get him to do that. And if that's like... Heather, where is everyone in Genoa City when Paul is sitting in jail? This this is this ticks me off. I don't need a tangent too much, but Paul is always there for everyone. Where are they for him? For one thing, Michael and Lauren are just keeping their mouths shut about the fact that he got the gun from Lauren. Wouldn't that kind of establish something? I mean, wouldn't that at least show that it wasn't premeditated? He got the gun away from Lauren to help her. So it's not like he went out and purchased a gun to go premeditatedly kill his son. And not to mention the fact that he shot him in the arm. Paul could easily have shot him in the chest. It was not a kill shot. It was so clearly not intended. I'm so annoyed that Paul is sitting in jail right now. Where's Victor? Can Victor not pull a few strings to help a brother out? What? Where's where's Nikki? They were engaged once. They were close friends. If Nikki needed Paul... Paul would be there in a heartbeat. Where is she when he needs him? It just annoys me. (laughs) Mm. Well, back to Phyllis. I've tangented enough. She gets questioned about the whole Dr. Reed situation, and finally, because they're acting like she killed him, she decides to confess that she actually just paid him. To get out of town, which is exactly something that Phyllis would do. Unfortunately, that makes her look more guilty. It makes it look like she, Reed knew something. He knew something about this hit and run that was going to hurt her. So rather than deal with it, she just paid him to get out of town. So it sucks for her because she ended up telling the truth. But I guess it was a a lesser problem. I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to deal with them thinking that you killed him? Or you want to give them fuel for the hit-and-run case? Because that's what it ended up being. Especially when we saw just a brief little scene after all this had gone down where Brett Butler, the super, uh, the the, the landlord lady, uh, gets on a, a cell phone call at Crimson Lights to Dr. Reed, who is sitting off on a beach somewhere enjoying a pina colada. (laughs) Uh, Probably watching a, a TV screen and hearing all of this news about Phyllis and realizing that she's in deep with this hit and run case and he probably just decided to fan the flames send the super in there to make it look like she was even more guilty he he doesn't have anything to lose this point he's got her money, he's like living a nice life and he's got the information, he can continue to take money from her as long as he wants so he can have her money and he might as well fan the flames and get this woman who he really hates in trouble even more so Dr. Reed is really in a good position now, he's basically (laughs) having his brownie and eating it, too. Samantha's obviously alive, right? She's still alive. That's basically where we're we're headed with this. (laughs) I assume we've had a lot of her mystery hand. Someone's mystery hand. (laughs) It's gotta be Samantha. She's gotta still be alive, right? I wish we would just focus on the cast that we have, honestly. It could be interesting to see Kane's sister, but at the same time, I'm like, another new person? I can't focus. (laughs) How am I supposed to focus on all of these new people? I was just thinking, like, today, or the other day, where the heck did Kyle go? All of a sudden, Kyle came back onto the scene, and he was... He was all about uh, Jack and Nikki, and that was his whole thing. And then he just disappeared for weeks. And Fen, where'd Fen go? Just, why even cast these people? (laughs) So I don't know if Samantha's just sneaking around in the background, and she's not going to become a major player, or if she is. No clue. But it appears to me that she's still... Alive on top of all of the little clues that we've gotten before, the email, the the Swiss francs. um, (sighs) Genevieve got her room tossed this week. She comes back to her room at the athletic club. Everything is tossed upside down, and there are these... Weird little clues, thing you know, like a picture, for instance, in a picture frame of the family, like Cain and Caleb and Samantha and Colin and Genevieve, and the picture frame is cr- you know cracked, but the picture's in it, and just things that Genevieve wouldn't have seen in a long time, and probably things that Saman- only Samantha would no- would know or would have. It didn't look like Colin would have been behind it. Plus, we have the mystery hand, so I just uh, I have to assume that it's Samantha. I don't know why that Kane was able to go to Kevin to help find out what was up with the bank records in the Swiss bank account but he didn't think to go to the athletic club and check the security cameras. The security cameras caught outside of Ricky's door th- throwing away the Ev- Daisy's wallet and her cell phone and all that stuff so surely there's security cameras outside of the rooms at the athletic club. Why doesn't somebody just look at those and then we'll figure out if Samantha's alive or not. I don't know. I think it would probably have been more interesting if Genevieve was doing it to herself. There is that implication this week a little bit. Kane had started to doubt her and wondered if she was just creating this drama on her own, and Lily was mad at him about that. Which, again, I don't know when Lily became the huge Genevieve supporter. She used to couldn't stand her, and now all of a sudden she's really, really trying to get Kane and his mom to be close again, best friends, but um, I just think it kind of would have been more interesting (laughs) if Genevieve would have done that to herself. I just, I I like the idea of schizo Genevieve, but I guess the other option is Tucker. Like, Tucker seems to be somehow involved here. I'm not entirely sure. I wonder if maybe, if so, okay, if Samantha's alive, she faked her own death. And if she faked her own death, is it possible that she had some kind of help from Tucker? Uh, It was established this week that not only did Tucker and Genevieve know each other, in the past when they were kids, but there was an interaction between them in Australia. Tucker went to Australia, basically asked Genevieve to come back to him, and she tried, and it didn't work out, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I can't help it, you guys. I just, I feel a little bit like this is kind of being pulled out of our ass the little Tucker and Genevieve thing they've both been in town together for a year probably and now all of a sudden there was this deep love there was no awkwardness between them it was very like hello and cordial for forever and now all of a sudden there's some deep deep problems between them I'm just and I'm just like I don't know, it kind of makes me space out a little bit. But I wonder if it is possible that Tucker could have helped Samantha fake her own death somehow. He's obviously very, very bitter. Uh, toward Genevieve there's some bad blood between them he was so angry this week that he like grabbed it. he was having a glass of scotch and and then he talked with Genevieve and then after that was done he crushed the glass with his hand and his hand was all bloody so it kind of implies that Tucker could have it out for Genevieve in a bad way or in a violent way I don't know I don't think he's doing this I don't think he's necessarily working with Samantha but he must know something about it. I don't know. It's hard. how can you even put together the pieces on this when there? It's just being made up. There's like, there's no there's no other connecting points. It's just sort of like okay. Well, I guess then Genevieve and Tucker knew each other. You know. What I mean, there's no other clues. It's just sort of being thrown at us as it comes. I I, I don't know. I don't know. The the way that the bad blood is being shown between them makes me think that they're headed toward a Genevieve and Tucker romance. I'm, I'm sorry! I love Tucker and Ashley, and I never got the impression that he was hung up, hung up on Genevieve at all during their marriage. I didn't get that impression at all! I thought Tucker was completely Ashley's, and now all of a sudden, it seems like he's he's... He could possibly have Ashley back, but he really wants Genevieve. I just, I don't get it. It feels inconsistent to me. Am I the only one? Probably. But I know that the way they're building up this tension between Tucker and Genevieve, it's gotta build into a romance. Like, he's paying for her to stay at the athletic club. He's giving her money for nothing and Genevieve's ripping him a new one because he won't give her a job, as if he wants to keep her under her thumb. Which, I'm sorry Genevieve, that's your baggage from Colin. I don't think that's what Tucker's doing. I think Tucker was just trying to help you out. Like, he's giving you money, not asking for anything in return, and he's the one with the problem? Why? (laughs) I just, I don't get that vibe from it. I think that she's making that out of nothing. I I mean, if she's, she's yelling at Tucker, telling him that she, he needs to give her a job uh, because she's got valuable experience and she wants to earn her keep. Well, I'm sorry, Genevieve, if you've got so much valuable work experience then why don't you get a job somewhere else? (laughs) There are other companies in Genoa City. Oh, yeah. The reason you don't get a job somewhere else is because you burned all your other bridges. You burned all your bridges with Jack, so you can't work at Beauty of Nature. You can't work at Jabot. You burned your bridges with Newman, so you can't work there. Uh, What else
1: is left for you at this point? I still hate so
0: much that Ashley is leaving the show. It really (laughs) bothers me. I don't know how she's going to leave the show. Do you guys have any predictions? They're kind of sealing up the relationship with Tucker, establishing that they're not going to get back together because he's so into Genevieve. And also, she's going head-to-head with Jack on this business issue. So I'm not sure if Jack's going to end up winning against her she's she's threatening to take him to the board for uh, owning one company and being at the head of a competing company and i don't know if jack's gonna end up winning and she's just gonna decide to leave town or if they're going to do it in a different way just please whiner please tell me please tell me that this is not going to result in some, in Ashley like getting hurt or disappearing and everybody not knowing where she is because I can't handle that. If she needs to go off, go to New York, be with Tracy, regather her thoughts in her life, that's fine. I can. I, that's the way that I can most deal with this, but. Please just write her off quietly. Don't kill her. Don't do anything weird. I hope they're not going to try to make Tucker try to hurt her. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. He's messing around with signing the divorce papers. So I don't know if he's going to get obsessy. I'm not sure. But I thought that they had a little scene Glowworm this week, where they were trying to decide if they could possibly be friends, which I think is fine. Yes, Tucker screwed her over. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get back together with him. I don't think she should get to back together with him at this point. But at the same time, they did love each other. They do love each other. Just because you screw, one of you screws up, doesn't mean that the love just disappears and goes away. You still have it, and you still are allowed to go through your grieving process. And Abby walks in, sees Ashley and Tucker talking, flies off the handle, and pulls Ashley to the side and starts scolding her. First of all, Abby, you are in no position. No position to scold your mother. You don't have this you don't have the life experience that she does, you don't have the knowledge that she does, you don't have a leg to stand on. And it bothered me that Abby was like shaming Ashley into not going back to Tucker, which I don't think Ashley was gonna do anyway. I can understand. Abby saying, I think this is a bad idea, I really, I think you should stay away from him, he's not good for you, but the way Abby approached it was so aggressive, and um, almost, she was like, almost talking down at her mom, I didn't like it, I just thought, well, well, like, who are you, (laughs) who are you to judge, or or to, to, to say anything to her, like, it's hypocritical, You know, it's not like your life is totally on track, and you can't continue to blame your parents for things that have happened when you were a child. Ashley's an adult. She can make her own decisions. And besides, Abby, it's not like you have the world's greatest taste in men. I mean, Carmine is hot, but he tried to kidnap Chloe. Yeah, tried to kidnap Chloe. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Tucker never tried to kidnap anybody That I can recall Unless he kidnaps Ashley (laughs) So I don't know where all of a sudden Abby gets off But are you guys So are you guys enjoying Abby and Carmine Are you into it Uh, There was a lot of shirtless scenes With Carmine this week And I think I looked at him for the first time this week And realized His arms are huge Huge Like he's got (laughs) Muscles on his arm. Like, like it brings new meaning to the to the slang term guns. Like he's got two big old missiles hanging from his shoulder sockets. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and obviously that's exactly what Abby likes. She's eating it up with a spoon. They're having sex all over the place. This week they had car sex, which, by the way, car sex only sounds good in theory. <laughs> That is not comfortable. That looked like a little car. Where did they even do it? You know, there's a steering wheel in the driver's seat. The passenger seat doesn't have a heck of a lot more room. And that looks like a little red car that didn't have a back seat. So I don't know how they pulled it off. <laughs> but, you know, congratulations to them if they were able to do it. But again... It's not like Abby has some amazing track record with men that she can just judge Ashley on. And, you know, likewise, I thought it was interesting how Ashley tried to give Sharon a little bit of advice about Victor this week. Ashley ran into Sharon and I, you know, I took I took it to be something good. I think that Ashley does care about Sharon. She cares about Faith, and she didn't push. You know, she didn't try to shame Sharon. She just kind of gently warned her and told her of her experience with Victor, and she said, you know, if you think that you're going to replace Nikki or that you're going to somehow earn some new place in Victor's heart, then you're wrong. I mean, at, at, at least Ashley learned that, from her mistake, you know, I mean, she, Abby accused her, Abby accused Ashley of making the same mistake over and over with men, just letting them treat you poorly and then going back to them, which I can see that point, it's a valid point if she would have made it in a mature way, but at the same time, Ashley did learn that mistake with Victor, she's just kind of still learning it with Tucker, but I, I mean... Nikki hasn't even learned that lesson. It's sort of a, it's a weird group mentality or something. Nikki still goes back to Victor, even though it never works out. He always treats her poorly. It's like, it feels like all of these women are like stuck in this same
1: pattern forever. I got so many
0: really nice comments last week about my Adam and Chelsea rant. It was really nice to... Realize that I'm not alone in what I'm feeling, but even the people who like Adam and Chelsea were really nice and respectful, and you know said we can agree to disagree, which is so cool of you guys. I'm really grateful. Like, I don't know, you guys are just awesome. You're level-headed. You're you're all very mature. It's it's um, very refreshing because I just had this bad feeling that I was going to get flamed because I know that the fans are passionate, and I'll go on Twitter and every single person. Is tweeting about how much they love Chelsea and Adam, and it does make me feel isolated, especially because this is my show. I love this show. I've been watching it since I was 15. I'm coming up on 20 years watching this show, and I'm, you know, me, I'm pretty laid back. I pretty much like everything. There's not a whole lot that I that I really rail against in an angry fan kind of way. And I do feel that way about Adam and Chelsea. I just feel like Adam and Chelsea are a sticky syrup that is, like, being poured down our throats, like shoving it down our throats, and it's so sweet. Like, sweetness sweetness is best when taken lightly, just a a touch on the end of the tongue with sweetness. I don't need it jammed down my throat on a daily basis, and that's what I feel like I'm getting. They have decided to completely transform the character of Adam, which, I, I like him being sweet. I really do. I think it's nice. But he's just bordering on Saint, like all of a sudden he's he has to tell the truth about everything and he has to be above board and Chelsea just has no discernible personality to me whatsoever; She's just a little cupcake. You know, which is fine if it was, like, real life, but it's a TV show. <laughs> it's so boring to me. And it's never, ever sexual. Most of their scenes are just schmooky, 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 schmooky. like the schmoopy uh, Seinfeld episode. That's all it is. It, and it, it makes me ill. It physically makes me ill. And now they have a house together. Like, I'm, I'm not, you're just going to have to know, I'm not going to be able to blow by blow it for you i i don't i i'm not gonna go oh they went in the hotel and there was a mouse and, oh my gosh he got the mouse for her wasn't that cute how he got that mouse for her and i'm not gonna talk incessantly you know how he carries her over the uh whatever the uh carries her into the new house that he just bought like now they've got this new house they're living in genevieve's old place i don't understand uh, What two people need 10 bedrooms and 12 Bathrooms and 40 acres For and I don't know Why all of a sudden Chelsea Gets to be the lady of the manor She's a new character who really Hasn't done anything I don't have Anything against her like she's some Horrible character and that's why I don't like Her she just is boring that's that's My argument is just she's just boring To me Adam is all fire and, And 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 Brash and he's all busy and intense, and he's got so many different sides to him, and she feels one-dimensional to me. I don't, I don't feel that the character has been developed, you know, in a way that's supposed to make me want her with Adam. So I don't get why all of a sudden she gets to be the lady of the manor. Like, uh, the, for, also, like, I'm sorry, the pretty woman thing is so over. He bought her dresses. He's surprising her with all these things, and she's she's never had any money. She's poor. She's never had um, the 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 benefit of family or uh, I don't know having a, a one home to live in, and just it's it, it's pretty woman is what it is, and it's been done. It feels boring to me, and I'm not falling for it. I'm sorry, I'm just not falling for it. Um, the one thing I will give him though, and I think. Adam and Chelsea fans will appreciate this Because I can acknowledge this I do think that Chelsea Does accept him For who he is Adam as a character Has spent a lot of time Trying to skirt who he is He's tried to outrun who he is, and Chelsea doesn't try to make him into something else. She accepts him for who he is, and I do appreciate that about them. I think one of the other things that sours me a little bit against this storyline and this pairing is just the fact that I don't care about Anita and, and Jeff and Gloria, I, I care about Gloria. Gloria is the one I care care about the most. But nothing has been done with her. She just is comic relief. There, Gloria is, is also kind of one dimensional. We haven't seen a whole lot of depth from her. I mean, all Gloria and J- Jeff and Anita are are I don't know stupid. They're just just stupidness. It's not. It, it doesn't feel like drama. It doesn't feel like depth at all. I I just straight up can't stand Anita. I don't like her face. I don't like anything she says. I don't like who the character is. I don't particularly like the actress. Just, it's, it feels dumbed down a little bit for me. I could potentially care about Jeff and a, um, uh, what do you call it? I don't know, him being married polygamy. A a Jeff polygamy storyline could possibly be interesting if it were focused on in in and of itself, and also if it were somebody other than Anita, someone who's not disgusting. Do do you even see Jeff and Anita ever having been together? I can't even see it. They don't even look like they ever would have been together ever. Um, So so that just doesn't appeal to me. Uh, And also because I realize that it's just there as a prop for Chelsea and Adam. That whole Gloria, Jeff, Anita storyline is just there to create drama for Chelsea and Adam, which is supposed to just work to garner more support for them. You know, they have to have something to struggle against or, you know, people will get bored. And to me... It's just not enough. It's just not enough at all. So I, you know, like I said, I have my reasons, and you guys have your reasons for liking them, and and you know, it's cool. It's it's all good. It's just it feels a little bit out of left field for me. Um, There was this scene this week where Chloe and Kevin come to Adam to try to name the new website. And Chelsea's there, hanging around in the background, doing nothing, as usual. And this time though, they're all trying to uh, brainstorm names. Nobody's coming up with anything. And all of a sudden, Chelsea decides to throw in her two cents, and she comes up with a couple of concepts, which are all fine and good. I mean, at, at the end, she ended up just kind of saying, how about tag and grab? Uh, you know, the, the names she came up with were like, everybody acted like it was brilliance. Sheer brilliance. Tag and grab. Oh, yes, she's a genius. Tag and grab. Yes, that's it. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I think everybody has creative ideas, and they're all fine. I mean, I don't think tag and grab is some kind of genius name that we need to, like, kiss her butt about. Like, I I hate the way they are propping Chelsea up just because she thought of a name woohoo I mean after that scene they had Chloe and Kevin separately going back to glowworm and Chloe commenting on uh, like how Chelsea is so good like oh yeah, she's actually really good. So what she thought of a name. <laughs> Why is that a big deal? It just I think give me a break. It's transparent writing. It's clearly there so that we start to think of Chelsea as the intellectual equal to Adam that I talked about last week. And it's just not working for me. Not working. <laughs> but you already know that. <laughs> I'm probably going to continue to complain about them week after week. I'm sorry. But, you know, it is It is on my mind. At least I'm talking about it. It's getting me talking. Whether I like it or not, it's getting me talking. But... Anyway, I thought that one of the other interesting elements here this week was, and I knew this was coming, what's gonna happen when Adam and Chelsea get back to Genoa City and run into Victor and Sharon? Because Adam ran into Victor this week, and there was a lot of pleasantries, actually. Victor was like, hey, good for you, you got married. Which I think, Victor's just happy that Adam is staying, to keep Adam away from Sharon, but Victor was very complimentary, like, oh, congratulations, Jill, Well, well done. And Adam, new Adam, who decides he has to tell the truth about everything, decides to tell Victor that Sharon was in Kansas. He says, there's something you ought to know. Sharon was in Kansas. And first of all, I just, why did he even have to tell Victor? Is he trying to protect Sharon? Is he trying to protect Victor? Is he just compelled to tell the truth now? Um, I, I don't know, but Victor just looked at him and said, I know, son, and walked away. And I was like, good, don't give him the satisfaction. I don't want to hear him explain the whole story to Victor about how Sharon said she'd leave Victor in Heart Like, I don't want to hear it. It's been, it's just over, it's just over. And simultaneously, though, probably, uh, you know, actually, no, the thing I want to mention, too, that really kind of killed me. And again, this is not for me about Sharon and Adam, but during that conversation with Victor and Adam, during the pleasantries, Adam actually said to Victor, you know, I'm happy for the first time since Mom died. Like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Because did I just imagine everything that happened between Adam and Sharon? I don't think so. Is that all just gone now? Erased from the landscape? He never really loved Sharon? He was never really happy with Sharon? Are you freaking kidding me? You're you're kidding me, right? Because I don't care, again, I don't care if Adam and Sharon get back together. It probably is better if they don't. But you're happy for the first time since your mom died? Uh, So so basically, let me just make sure I get this right. Since you've come onto the show, because the character of Adam came onto the show... As Hope was dying. So since you've been on the show, everything's happened with Sharon. You were never happy. Never. <laughs> this will make sure I, I got it right, you know? It bothers me. I, I, don't act like Sharon never existed, okay, Adam. Don't act like you never proclaimed your ever love for her. Don't act like you didn't follow her to New Orleans. Don't act like you didn't pursue her. It happened! Why is it just being erased from the landscape? That's what bothers me! It's just being forgotten, pushed aside to prop up Chelsea and Adam, because everybody's going, ooh, goo goo it, it It makes me sick. It really makes me sick. And it bothers me just even, like, in a um, uh, uh a linear sense, like, a uh, consistency sense for writing, for storylines. It just bugged me. Um, but... I thought Victor's non-reaction to the whole thing was pretty good. And then Sharon and Chelsea had a confrontation. And I'm sure everybody else was loving Chelsea kind of giving it to Sharon because they ran into each other, and Chelsea basically told Sharon, don't you ever try to come in between me and Adam again. And I'm sure all the fans were like, yeah, go Chelsea. But I was like, Sharon, just smack her in the face, will (laughs) you? Just just beat her down. (laughs) Like, I agree That Sharon needs to move on. And I don't think Chelsea's wrong for confronting Sharon. That's just... I I can't help it. My loyalty is to Sharon. I'm sorry. My loyalty is going to be to the veteran character. My loyalty is going to be to the character who's been on the show since I started watching. Excuse me. You know? that, that, That I just don't chuck Sharon aside because Chelsea comes in and has been here for a couple of months and is now married to Adam, who's my favorite character who is becoming less and less my favorite character as he just becomes whitewashed and boring um (laughs) I was pretty glad though and like uh, I I was pretty interested by the fact that rather than like smacking Chelsea, which is what I would like to have seen Sharon steals her lipstick steals her lipstick and then is seen in a scene later putting it on hmm Creepily, really, really creepily. I, I, I just look at it like, damn, Sharon, damn. Damn. <laughs> Girl, you are really, really, really off the deep end at this point. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird. Um, but I want to ask one. I want to close by asking one question. Because we all know who Chelsea is. She's like a the family of grifters. She came into town trying to grift Billy. And as much as you might like Chelsea and Adam, is it a coincidence? All of a sudden, she was able to get in close to him. She couldn't get Billy what she wanted, but she got in close with Adam. Now all of a sudden, she's kind of getting everything that she wanted from Billy, like a really nice house. She's kind of a millionaire. She's living the millionaire lifestyle. This is kind of what they always wanted since they got into town, her and Anita. And my question for you is, is there any chance, any chance, you guys, that Chelsea is grifting Adam? Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. It is the end of a YNR era. This week we had some major news, and I don't usually talk about this or get into this, but the head writer at YNR, Maria Arena Bell, who is the sister-in-law of Bill Bell Jr., who uh, whose father created The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, has been fired. So the head writer was fired like abruptly let go from YNR. and she had been there, I believe, for 5 years in control, like she had been writing and in, in, in the head writer or um, at a at a high level writing position at YR for the last 5 years. And I had heard things here and there about fans kind of being outraged with her or the direction that she was taking the show. And it kind of seems like maybe Sony was thinking so, too. They just straight-up canned her. And the reason why... Like, I normally wouldn't really pay... I don't normally pay attention to who the writers are. I know there were a couple... Like, Lynn Marie Latham I know was a very much-hated head writer at YNR. And she killed John Abbott, for crying out loud. I mean, there there's always like these new writers come in and they think that they probably have something to prove and they want to make it bold and <clears throat> and and so things change and and fans I think are sensitive uh, yet uh, this has stuck out to me particularly now because I kind of have been getting a little like annoyed with YNR more than I have in the past you know again you know me I'm pretty laid back and It it takes me a while to get angry about things. (laughs) Like, I'm not... I don't have my finger on the pulse of the community by any chance. I'm just me. I just watch here in my little bubble. I don't talk to a whole lot of people besides you guys about YNR. So, um... But, like, by the time that I start to get annoyed, something must kind of be up. Because when I think about it... (sighs) I think that there are some genuine complaints to be had with the show right now. And I don't want to be, like, super complainy, but I want to see what you guys think about this. Because, like, just one thing that sticks out that really, where I started to get really disgruntled, was the Diane murder mystery. It took them nine months to figure that out. And then they resolved it in a totally ridiculous way. And that really really ticked me off but like even bringing it into like that's unacceptable you know but even bringing it into the current situation I there are characters that are on the show that have always been on the show that I've known for nearly 20 years that I don't recognize now and I think probably the one that's really sticking out to me the most is Sharon like I love bitchy Sharon. I thought it was awesome this week, actually, when she had that confrontation with Nikki at Lauren's Boutique. Nikki's picking out her wedding dress, and Sharon said, Why? Really? That that didn't really even apply at your first wedding. (laughs) That was so good. Like, I love that Sharon's getting a backbone, but... Who is this woman at the same time? I don't recognize her. I feel that she's really been damaged. It seems like the fans kind of hate her now. I don't know. And it's really just been since she kind of broke up with Adam. I don't know. I think people probably started hating her when she got with Adam. And then it got worse when she broke up with Adam. And even worse when she got with Victor. But I don't recognize her behavior. Um, I'm having a harder time connecting with Sharon. And she is a veteran character. She's a leading lady. I've known her forever. I want to like Sharon. I want... Like, I just feel that Sharon's character has been damaged. Really damaged. And by the same token, I do think that there have been some kind of blatant mistakes made with the character of Phyllis, too. Like, first of all, there are a lot of people that love her. There are a lot of people that hate her. And it kind of makes me think, like... Why Why does she have to be in every single scene? I think that Phyllis has been overused. They've pushed... She's excellent. Michelle Silver is excellent. But they've pushed her into the forefront so hard. She's in, like, every storyline that I think people just got sick of her. It's more for people to pick at. You know, there's more things that they can find, ha- more reasons to hate her when she's out front all the time. So, and I uh, spent with the hit-and-run thing, and uh, just everything. It's like, I think that they're making it harder to like the characters that we want to like. And I like both Sharon and Phyllis, absolutely. But at the the same time, I'm like, well, what the heck is happening? Why aren't they keep doing this? And I feel similarly about Victor. Victor, for crying out loud, it's becoming increasingly difficult to like him. He's barely on the show, and when he is, he's being a jerk. Where is the redeeming quality for Victor? It almost seems like the show has been focusing so much on new characters and kind of casting the old ones aside. Like Chelsea or Genevieve or you know like Kane or and even though I I like Kane, but at the same time, why build up new characters? And let the old ones fall by the wayside. I want to love Victor. I've known him so long, and he's such a like a great a great character to look up to. And he's like the leader. He's the, the main leading man. And he's it's it's becoming more and more difficult to like him. And I don't know why they've paired him with Sharon. I don't I don't know a single person that likes Sharon and Victor together. Everybody is like ew. He's old enough to be your grandfather. Nobody's into it. And they're still forcing through with it. Sharon has become so isolated. They've clearly got Adam and Chelsea together. Clearly Nick and Phyllis back together. And Sharon's just isolated. Why stick her with Victor? Why not bring somebody else new on for her? Or find Jack? Or freaking somebody else? Why blaze that trail why keep blazing on with victor and sharon when there have been other chances to get her out of that relationship and they don't do it i don't understand and furthermore why continue to keep victor and nikki going in this circle dancing in this dance and keeping them apart why I mean, at this point, I don't even want Victor and Nikki back together, and I love Victor and Nikki. So, that has almost been damaged beyond repair. They've, Victor's such a jerk, that why would I even want Nikki to be with him? <laughs> why, for the love of God... Can't they just let Victor and Nikki be together and be happy and give them other challenges? Does the challenge have to be their relationship? Like, you don't have to do the same storyline over and over for them in order to keep them on screen. Nikki could get a job. Victor could have another venture. Who knows? You're a writer. You're supposed to be creative. Figure it out. Why does it have to constantly be Nikki and Victor hit and miss? I'm tired of it. I love... Jack? He's been in a freaking wheelchair for the last several months. How boring. <laughs> like, get Jack out of that freaking wheelchair. Who decided to put Jack in a wheelchair? Really? <laughs> Why can't Jack have love? The one chance he had with love recently that seemed really, really mutual was with Emily, and they got rid of her and then brought Patty back. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> I would love it if Nikki and Jack could live happily ever after but she still loves Victor she still loves Victor so therefore I just don't know how it's ever going to work out so I don't understand that Adam was this hugely popular character I loved him so much I don't even recognize him right now at all he's changed so much within the last month or two that I don't recognize him ever since he got his sight back it was like a rebirth I don't know this guy it's taken away all the things that I love about Adam yeah, I wanted him to be a little bit more on the good side. I didn't want him to be as schemy as he was, but I didn't want him to become an angel. I, like, the, the halo around his head is blinding to me. I don't understand that. And it, 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 it bothers me. It bothers me that a character that I really like and have liked for a long time is now unrecognizable. To me, I don't understand why some of the decisions that have been made have been made. I think another really good uh, example is Ronan. Ever like most people seem to like Ronan. He's been a pretty popular character, but they don't use him. They don't use him in the right way. Why do they refuse to explore? His relationship with Nina? Why do they refuse to give him another side? Fans have been asking, asking, asking for more depth from Ronan, and it never happens. Fans have been asking for Chloe and Ronan, and it never happened. Instead, Chloe and Kevin, which I don't know anybody, again, that is really a huge Kevin and Chloe fan. I mean, I'm sure there are a couple out there, but if you ask me, Kevin and Chloe are not a good fit. Uh, Chloe has basically chopped off Kevin's balls. Kevin has no balls anymore. Kevin's barely a man anymore. He's just a walking hairdo. <laughs> Who does whatever Chloe wants? I, I mean, she he, every time she does something that he's annoyed with, she he's just like, Oh, Chloe. You know, like, he can't do any better. He's so whipped. He's so whipped. And I don't think that's what... Chloe needs. I think that Chloe needs somebody who she can push back against or that's going to push her, you know? I mean, like Ronan, for instance, would not let her chop his balls off. Ronan would be pushing back on her and creating a challenge for the relationship, and a challenge for the viewer and, and igniting a spark and instead it's not Kevin and Chloe are boarsville for me Ronan is just off in his little unit I don't know I don't know why I mean pairing him with Phyllis was hot sex but again I think it just made more people dislike Phyllis why does she have to be up in everything why does she have to be in every scene and with everybody so I, I, like, I think they've overused her and underused him and i th- I think that the cast has become so big (laughs) that I can't even keep track of it anymore. I'm like, what, what, who's, who, it seems like they're always getting rid of somebody I like and then bringing on somebody that I, I don't care about. It takes time to establish a character. It takes time for people to start liking a character. And I don't, I don't know why, I don't, I don't feel it right now. There's so many new people and, and, and no focus on the veterans. Like, where's Jill? I mean, I know that that the actress is off kind of doing a family thing, and that's totally cool. But she hasn't been on the forefront for a long time. Where's Catherine? Where are the veterans? It just feels like it's the cast has become so ballooned, focusing a little bit on so many other little people. When well, I just wish that they would focus on the cast that they have. I wish that they would focus on a few things rather than a bunch of little things. I wish that they would focus on the, the storylines that they know they can make good. Do well what you know how to do well. And stop getting all crazy. <laughs> but... Those are my thoughts. I want to know what you guys think about that. What do you think about the firing? What do you think this means? Are there going to be more firings coming? How, how does this change? How do you feel about the, the new head writer was named? She uh, apparently has worked f- in soaps for a long time, but a head writer. But even that concerns me because I'm like, well, all the other soaps haven't survived. Why would you bring somebody on? Like, she got fired as a head ri- at, for being the head writer? I think general hospital so is she really a good choice so I just don't know I'm I'm, I'm concerned you know I worry about the future of the show because I love it so much it all comes from love and um I, I just I worry about it and I don't know what any of this change means I know it's change and I'm not afraid of change I think it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen but we're going to see some new things happening. I think within the next probably six to eight weeks, you're going to start to see a difference um, in how things are being handled, and I just hope it's for the better. Okay, we have some voicemails. (laughs) If anything last week was going to get you guys fired up, I knew knew Adam and Chelsea was going to do it, but I'm really happy. Uh, We got some voicemails. They're really good. The first one is from Betsy who I think should seriously just take over why in our chat because she's more entertaining than me. <laughs> I think you guys are going to like it. Here it goes.
2: Hi, Allie. Um, this is Betsy calling, um, leaving you a voicemail with my thoughts. Um, okay, so... You really are on the fence about the Phyllis thing, and I have to say I've been waiting for years for Phyllis to go down. I want her to go to jail. I want her to suffer. I don't want Christine to cave at all, and everybody, seriously, give me a break. She ran over two people, so she deserves to go to jail. Whatever. Okay. I'm done with that. Um, Next, you commented a couple weeks ago about Anna, which had me laughing out loud in my office, because that's where I listen to your podcast. Um, Okay, Anna, I really, 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 really hate her. Maybe if they change the actress. Sorry, actress, whoever you are. I just, I hate the songs. I hate the stupid storyline with her. Just whatever. Either... Age her, grow her up, something. Just change Anna and change that whole stupid. She's a singer. Crap. I just hate her. Okay, Anna's done. Okay, the big thing. Chelsea and Adam. Chelsea and Adam. Um, I sort of like them. Sorry, I don't really care. I do sort of think that they're boring. Um, you know, because they're so Norman Rock Rockwell or whatever, whatever. There isn't that passion that I also enjoy in my soap opera couples. However, I don't want to see him back with Sharon. I don't want to see, um, you know, I don't want to see Chelsea just, like, written off the show. I think it's kind of interesting to have her around, Um, even though I love Victoria and I don't want Victoria to, like, wig out of the fact that, you know, she thinks Chelsea might take her kid at any point. But, you know, um, I do think that her kid should have some... Um, time with his birth mother and it would be nice if Victoria and Billy and Chelsea and Adam could like work something out so that they act like they are related and you know um they are all bound by Johnny and so maybe they could have some sort of you know nice relationship where he, where um Adam and Chelsea are not taking away Johnny but they're you know he's in Chelsea's life a little bit okay um Sharon, I'm so glad that she's stealing again, because hopefully she will get caught and have to go to jail again, and nobody will feel sorry for her, and Victor will feel like the stupid fool that he is being made since he took back slutty Sharon, even though um, she obviously couldn't care less about him and is just using him. Okay, Um, I think the last thing I wanted to comment on was Jack and Nikki. Um, Yeah, Jack, (laughs) ha ha ha, don't be fooled don't think for a second that Nikki loves you. Um, She loves you a little bit, but she really only loves Victor, and you're just dumb to think that she's going to, you know, ever really truly belong to anybody but him. If you need that, you know, her to get you to walk again, that's fantastic. I'm sick of seeing him in a wheelchair, too. He's just silly. He can use Nikki's love to help him walk again, but we all know that eventually Nikki and Victor will get back together. Nikki's going to dump... Crazy you know Sharon, or she's going to get arrested, and he won't be able to be with her um and I was also giggling so loud in my office about you saying how um Nikki and Jack are really super, super rich, and they could buy another ranch and buy more horses. that's so true, and speaking of that, um can Michael just get a real office somewhere because I'm sorry the d a doesn't have an office at the police station and I was getting so used to him not having an, you know, pretending to have an office and just like work at the coffee shop and stuff like that. But now he's just at the police station. It's so dumb. Well, give me a break. Okay. Um My last thing, speaking of those offices, is just, you know, build a couple more sets, y and Just uh, an office here, an office there, just so that some of these characters are not just working in these random stupid places. It's just... Dumb, especially when they're mega gazillionaires, and instead of just buying a house, they live at the stupid hotel. Ugh! Please, just make a couple of fake rooms, you know, here and there. Use one of um Catherine's rooms, like Jill's old bedroom that we never see, or Chance's bedroom that we never see. Pretend that's somebody's new house. Okay, that's all I have. Um, thanks again for doing your podcast. I love it. It's so entertaining. And you crack me up because I think a lot like you on most of the concepts. Except for Phyllis Send her um, butt to Joe. Mm-hmm.
0: Bye-bye. Well, you know, I totally agree. Just off at the start here, that we need some new sets. YNR needs to dump a little bit of money into some scenery. I agree. It feels like we're seeing the same things over and over. And while I'm at it, where is the new beginning? Where's the new opening? I think we've been promised a new opening for, like, the past five years. And then I finally heard that we were actually getting a new opening, and it was supposed to come out in June, and here we are, end of July. Where is it, for crying out loud? Like, like, it does get a little bit stale. I understand that they're on tight budgets, and that shouldn't be a huge concern, but at the same time, how hard can it be to come up with some new places to shoot? I'm tired of seeing the same old places. I'm tired of seeing, you know, like you said, Michael working it crimson lights that's ridiculous how hard would it be to build him an office and it is i've been thinking the same thing about him being in the police station it's there is a lot of just inconsistency about that in general the da i don't think has an office at the the police station i don't think he'd be at the police station as much as he is the da is just a lawyer for the state or the county or whatever district for the district So, um, I don't know why all of a sudden they're acting like he is the head cop. That's annoying to me, too. Um, you know, I think that, like I said earlier, I do think some of the Phyllis negativity or feelings is just because they've used her too much. They've just overused her. And I can see your point. Phyllis has done a lot of stuff. And, man, if you're not a Phyllis fan... That would be really annoying because she's in every single scene. So I feel where you're coming from. And I know there's a lot of people on both sides of the fence. Um, But for sure... You're not alone with how you feel about Phyllis. I have to laugh about Anna too because I felt really bad after I said that <laughs> because I know she's just a little girl and I shouldn't be razzing on a little girl, but the Anna scenes just grate me mostly because I don't like the singing. I never really have. Sometimes Wayaner does these breaks where they have a musical act <laughs> and it's just not my thing. I think it's cheesy mostly. <laughs> Like, you know, this is another, I don't know why they didn't just hide, why, why did YNR have to replace the head writer with someone else who is from Soap World? Why not just find a head writer that was from another primetime show? I have always said, I don't think that there's any difference between daytime soaps and primetime shows. I don't see what the difference is at all. They're just shows. And good writing is good writing. I don't know why they have to bring on somebody who is from Soap World and who's probably... Like, I don't want YNR to become more cheesy. (laughs) I don't want more of those cheesy music scenes. I don't want more stupid characters. I want some depth. That's what YNR is good at. That's what they're known for. And I hope that it just continues. And I hope... I personally hope that they write Chelsea off. I hope... (laughs) I hope that that is the new writer's number one thing on the agenda, even though I know that it won't be. People will hate her immediately if she writes Chelsea off, but in my heart, I'm hoping Chelsea just goes away. But I, to- like, you know, the more reasonable part of my brain realizes that yes, she does have a right to be involved in Johnny's life. Victoria and Billy promised her that she would, and then they turn around and they act like they don't want her anywhere near him. So I don't, I agree, that's not right. And in a perfect world, yeah, they absolutely should find a compromise and allow Chelsea to have a place in Johnny's life but Victoria is being very very protective I don't think that she's going to let that happen at all (sighs) what I just don't even know what to say about Sharon I kind of like the idea that she might get arrested and that Victor might leave her. I think that's kind of interesting. But I wish that they would do, give her... They need to start working on redemption for Sharon. Because it ain't looking good. They've done a lot of damage to her character. And ugh, I just don't know. It's going to be a, a long way to get out of that hole. I'm glad you feel the same way about Jack being in the wheelchair. Man, I'm so sick of that. And there's just I'm, I'm disgruntled a little bit right now. And I feel bad <laughs> for being so disgruntled. But it's just the way I feel. (laughs) Okay, let's hear from somebody else. This is Sharita. Here you go.
1: Hi, it's Sharita. I just finished listening to your podcast. Um, Okay, so Chelsea and Adam, I don't hate them as a couple, but he is way too, like, soft and sweet with her. I mean, like, I like a more brooding, kind of sad, kind of lonely Adam, so maybe that's what I'm not liking about Chelsea and Adam, and also I feel like Chelsea is kind of just lame, you know, she, she does definitely need more character development, so them together is kind of a waste. Um, What else What did I, did I want to say? Sharon is a wreck, like, she and Victor need to give that whole relationship up, it hasn't i making for her the fact that she's sleeping in the guest bedroom really does make me believe that maybe they've never really, you know, had sex, which would be great because honestly, that's just so sick and there's no way that she would ever get back together with Nick if that ever happens, you know? Or Adam, you know, once he's over Chelsea. So, um, Sharon just annoys me. Phyllis, I do feel bad for her. I do definitely think that she does feel bad about what she did to Christine. I do think that she should, you know, at least get a fine and some community service. And I don't know if Christine will ever let that happen. She seemed like she wasn't into it. But maybe she'll have one of those, you know, dreams, like what how, What would your life be if you had made a mistake or every mistake you had was caught. I don't know, some sort of transformation of Christine would be great. And also Christine seems just very, again, like one of those people that's dull. Like, she needs more in her life than just the law. Um, Poor Paul, with Christine being his lawyer, because she's so not interested in his case, and I don't know what they're going to do to fix him. I mean, I don't know where this knife is. I don't know if Daisy's still alive. All of these things that I'm much more interested in than, you know, Adam buying a house for Chelsea, or even Sharon and Victor living together. Like, I'm kind of over both of those things. Um, I like the idea of the business with... Um, Adam and Kevin and Chloe. Um, I also like that, um, Michael seems very torn with the whole Phyllis situation. I like what, um, Paul said to Phyllis when he saw her in jail. All those things were pretty good. Um, I am disappointed in Nick, but not surprised. I really, I mean, I am a Nick and Phyllis fan, but I don't think that they'll ever really last because Nick has such a perfectionist idea of people that, you know, as soon as you're not perfect, he like turns on you. But yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that Phyllis and Nick are really gonna work in this forever since he's too not there for her. I do love that Billy is running the story, um... Um, that's the style, I think that will be great. I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, infighting between Nick, obviously, and Victoria, because that natural Billy is, you know, Vicky's husband, and we'll see what happens with that. And I also believe um, that it will just be a good article. Like, I'd love to see how it goes. Um, that's all I have to say. Hope everything's good with you. Bye. You know, I really, really
0: like your point about Nick. I never thought about it that way before. He does kind of abandon his women when he finds out that they're not perfect. That is what started happening with Sharon. Sharon was not being the perfect little angel. I mean, obviously their relationship had a lot of ups and downs and it ultimately ended with Cassie, but I do think that that's really very true. And his first instinct when he found out about what Phyllis had done with the hit and run was to leave her. So I kind of think that's very true. I wonder if Chris and Nick would have ever made a more interesting couple because, as you said, she is very kind of one-dimensional. She is very focused on her career and that's all. and I don't think Chris has ever made a mistake in her life. Nick probably would have loved that. but you know, I think you're really hitting the nail on the head in that it's that it's it's character development. It really is. Christine. What what reason does anybody have to like her right now? Unless you're not a Phyllis fan and you like seeing her going after Phyllis, but there's just not a whole lot there. I think Chris is going to kind of have to have that transformation moment. She's going to have to kind of wake up and, and and realize something, or else I think Phyllis is going to you know end up going to jail for it, which I just don't want to see. Only because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the, there's only an hour a day for the show and I don't want to spend it in a courtroom and I don't want to spend it in a jail cell. It's so funny because I was reading also that this new head writer for the show uh, like made General Hospital all about mob and I kind of do remember that. General Hospital used to kind of be about the hospital and then it started becoming very mob and gangster oriented and very dark and all that and I think well you know it feels like whoever the the last the the Maria Bell writer turned this into like a courtroom kind of place. How many lawyers do we have in the show? How many police? How many FBI? It's just so centric on police and crime and I don't like that. When did that happen? Where are the boardrooms? Where are the new sets? <laughs> I want to get back to business. That's what has, that YNR has always been good at. And I guess that's what I mean as far as getting back to basics. Get back to bedrooms, boardrooms. Those are the things we're good at. I'm sick of seeing these jail cells. Although I can't believe I forgot to talk last week about that scene between Paul and Phyllis. There was just this little... Um, Uh, moment between them where Paul said to her something like we're both guilty and we both deserve to pay. They just had this in-passing kind of moment. It was really strong. Um, I'm just ready to see Paul out of jail too. That's what it all boils down to. I'm sick of orange jumpsuits. (laughs) I'm over it. Um, You know, Sharon is just used up. She really is She's been used up by the men she's been with, and she's done it to herself as well. And I I just don't know what they're going to do with her. I really don't. I think that it is possible that she and Victor aren't sleeping together. I think it does say something that when he asked her to move in, he asked her to move into the guest room, and it wasn't into his bedroom. So that says something right there. So I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they haven't been sleeping together. And I don't know if that will ever open up a door for her and Nick or open up the door back up for him and Chelsea. But, you know, I like that you you, you like Chelsea and Adam, but you also kind of acknowledge that it'll be over at some point. YNR well, can never leave a couple alone. And it works in favor sometimes and works against sometimes. So it, it doesn't matter. Eventually something will happen between Adam and Chelsea and Adam will go somewhere else. But it, it really is true. Chelsea does need um, some more development. I mean, even the pe- a couple of the people that like Adam and Chelsea have even said, I like them, but they're also kind of boring. <laughs> so, so it seems like they're okay, but there's no fire. And I want fire. I want passion. It's just me. Um, thank you so much for the awesome voicemails. Oh my gosh, you don't even really know how much that means to me. It's so nice to hear people's voices, because I read text comments all the time, and it's just not the same as hearing your voices. That makes my day so... Please, if anybody else wants to get their two cents in, feel free to call. It's uh, a, a, an open telephone number. It's just a voicemail. I think you have about three minutes before it cuts you off. But if you time yourself right, you can leave a couple of voice messages. Um, the telephone number is area code 309 Four five six nine. It's area. Or it's a country code one, so it's within the U.S. Five eight eight no, Allie three zero nine five eight eight four five six nine. If you want to call in and leave me a voicemail, and please do. I want to hear from more people. More, more, more. These are so good. It makes a difference, and um, it's just so good to hear from you guys. But if you're if you're not into the voicemail thing, you can always um, leave me a text comment. You can uh, go to my blog. At yrchatblog.blogspot.com, you can scroll down to the posting for this week's podcast, and you can also see the video portion of the podcast there. Although personally, I think the podcast is better because I don't include vo- I don't include the voicemails in the video, and I t- I do kind of an extended ending on the podcast um, that you don't get with the video. But if you want to see my face, you can always (laughs) check that out at the blog and you can scroll down to that posting for this week and leave a text comment there. Or, if you fancy, you can just send me an email uh, to yrchat at live.com let me know what you're thinking about this week's show, the drama on screen the drama behind the scenes there's a lot to talk about and I can't wait to hear what you guys think, are you as disgruntled as me? <laughs> hmm, I don't know where it all came from but it's bubbling to the surface. Clearly the people at YNR must the, the, they must have sensed that something was off or they wouldn't just fire a head writer. So i my feelings must be somewhat validated a little bit. I don't know. I'm just one weird little person watching in a weird little bubble. Somewhere in the Midwest. But we're watching it together in our own little bubbles, and I love connecting with you guys and talking about the show. So please do feel free to get a hold of me, whichever way is convenient for you. Uh, But either way, I will definitely be back next week. We will continue to chat about the show then, and I'm going to be looking forward to it. Okay, you guys. I love ya. Everybody have an awesome week. Smooches. Smoochie, smoochie. I'm gonna kiss you all like the way Adam kisses Chelsea and Chelsea kisses him. Oh, Oh, I love you guys so much. Oh, is that a mouse? Oh, I think there's a mouse behind you, you guys. Oh, let me get that for you. <laughs> I love you guys the way Adam loves Chelsea. <laughs> Uh have a good week. Bye.